you're listening to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast, hosted by author and consultant Karen Cornwell. Here we share real success stories from companies striving to become more gender savvy to drive innovation, growth, and engagement for all. I hope that all of you out there are ready to hear the fabulous Sage Glass story. This is a company that's a high-tech and manufacturing company. It provides its clients with state-of-the-art glass for buildings. Now, this glass is so cool, it automatically tints depending on the sunlight. This is a value-producing premium product with long-reaching benefits that has never been available before. So Sage Glass is actually a startup company getting its first product out the door while fending off blossoming competitors that are charging into this new space at a rapid rate. This company is a startup, but not too long ago, it was acquired by a timeless global stalwart, St. Gobain. This company's roots go back 350 years, and it appears that those roots are providing a really strong framework for the emerging sage glass culture. So what did sage glass do that attracted my attention? Well, they have some astounding results. Over a short seven-year period, they've measured the percentage of women as it rose from a mere 7% to 33% in the professional ranks. Over that same time period, the percentage of women in management positions rose from 0 to 41%, and in the executive ranks from 0 to 25%. Come and learn how they accomplish this feat. Their glass door reviews are also over the top at 4.8 out of 5. That's an astounding number. And people outside the company are noticing too. Sage Glass just received the 2020 Best Places to Work in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. In this podcast series, you will hear a series of interviews. You will get to hear from the VP of Sales, the CEO, and one of their top construction project managers, and the VP of everything else, which includes HR, and one of their business development managers that's pushing for a new healthcare vertical. Collectively, they share many sides of their story in a fascinating narrative that allows you to see the cause and effect, the actions taken, and the impact that it had on the people. This has created a powerful upward spiral that is spinning off incredible innovation, penetrating new markets, and engaging employees in meaningful and fulfilling ways. You know, the easiest thing for me is just to give you a little sample of the conversations that are to come. Here goes. I was talking with Namrata Vora. She's the vice president of sales and field ops at Sales Glass. We were talking about trust and the importance of having your management team believe in you. But it took 
the belief of Alan and Chuck in me to, for me to kind of realize, you know, and get there. So sometimes you do need people to believe in you more than yourself, especially when you are um, coming, uh, you know, when there's such an imbalance of men versus women, you do need people to take that leap of faith and give you that opportunity. Yes, opportunity is so important. Now, Priya, one of Sage's construction project managers, also talk about how opportunities lead to success. You can only succeed at something if you're given that opportunity. And so even for me, as you said, pushing you to, to, to do better, I feel like till date I've managed uh, around 50 projects in the North America region and out of which some are super high profile clients. And I was also given the opportunity early on in my career to manage one of our biggest projects till date, which is the Nashville airport. I totally agree with Priya. Success follows opportunities. So you've got to start there. Now, Monique and I had a great session about what happens after an opportunity has been selected. So it sounds, Monique, like you're pushing into new territory and, and creating the need for new processes that currently don't exist in order to build this whole portfolio as opposed to you know selling just one, one piece of the company, if you will. So that usually tends to be really long-reaching and gets into many departments. And yeah. um, it can turn into, let's call it a knot sometimes, but... It- it doesn't sound like you've had too many knots. So what did the management team do to facilitate all that? How, how did they support you to make sure that that worked? Well, to be honest with you, I think they just like get out of our way and let us do it. And then they cut, they wait for us to essentially come in and say like, Hey, we need some help here. And, and that's, to me, that's a, a model that's sustainable. The clarity is stunning, isn't it? This show is also about successes. Would you like to hear some? Let's listen in to Chuck, the VP of everything, including HR, about the benefits that he has seen firsthand in the company. Is gender diversity important? Is is there is there really a business case? And I, I think we've done it long enough, we can point to some things that have just been just phenomenal success stories. And I'll, I'll tell you one about our R&D organization. And as, as we've grown and expanded, we've, we've had the opportunity to add new staff to our R&D organization. And, you know, we were at developing this new technology over 30 years. We created the space had uh, a very large portfolio of patents. And you'd think at some point you'd, you'd run out of runway. But we built actually within about a three-year span of time an R&D organization that was, was near gender parity. We were that actually, amazing. Uh, and we had a phenomenal job recruiting. Senior R&D leader is, is male, but uh, we're able to bring in from elsewhere in a parent company, Tonkaban, some really skilled uh, female talent at the R&D management level, and in the combination, we just, we were able to build a very gender diverse force, and and it's been amazing to see. Rather than the technology playing out, we have in the last couple of years 
even with all these fast followers coming on, we've had a tremendous innovation explosion. In, in 2019, we filed more new patent families than we ever have before. And, and none of this is fluff. This is all new ground in, in the electrochromic uh, technology area. And in 2020, we're actually going to, we're on path. We haven't done it yet because we're only, uh, you know, halfway we're only halfway through. <laughs> we're only halfway through, but we're on a track. We're going to see 2019. And so the productivity of this R&D team has, has absolutely gone through the roof. Wow. An innovation explosion. Who wouldn't want that? When you hire really smart people, you should listen to them. During one of our discussions with Alan, the CEO, he was reminiscing about how his style was influenced by managers that he had had earlier in his career. Two women in particular. The two best managers I've had were these two women. Um, and it was this balance that they created around the, the logic, the goals, the people, the feelings, um, that I wasn't getting under male management. This influence has helped Alan to encourage frank leadership conversations. Of course, you know, I often warn people, be careful of the seeds you plant, they may grow. I discovered that was true while chatting with Namrata about how the Sage Glass senior leadership team works together. Here's what she told me not about one person having all the skill set as a team we 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 kind of uh, cover each other's blind spots and challenge each other i remember um, when alan was considering uh, my colleague caroline for this position of vp of quality she was just coming back from her maternity leave and you know he he asked me a question you know on whether you know when you've had a new baby whether you know she would be up for the role, you know, the challenges with a new baby and a VP role. And, you know, this is a very frank and open conversation between me and Alan, our CEO. And having been a woman who's come back after maternity leave every time into, uh, uh, if not the same role, a bigger role, I said, Alan, it's not whether or not, really, uh, whether or not um, she can do it. That's not for you to answer the question, right? Don't, don't, that's not the right question to ask. The question as a manager or CEO is like, can I create an environment when she's coming back to is, is worth it, right? It's, it's up to Caroline to decide whether she can do it or not. You know, don't, you don't decide or, or limit her. You create an environment where what she's coming back to is worth it. The seeds of diversity and inclusion do grow and allow everyone to become gender savvy. Now, this is just a trailer and an overview of what Sage Glass has accomplished. Over the next seven weeks, I'll be releasing the in-depth interviews with some key Sage Glass players, which tell the story of how this company is accelerating their success. During these interviews, you will hear actionable steps philosophical guideposts, and some of the mentalizing that the leadership team does to ensure they continue to shape the culture at Sage Glass 
toward becoming more gender savvy. Now that you know what we're up to with the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast, please share this with friends and co-workers. After all, don't we all really want to work for a company that is trying to become gender savvy? And if you know of other companies that are doing outstanding in this space, please connect with me so I can help share their story too. You've just listened to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast with host and author Karen Cornwell. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and peers. If you know of a company doing amazing things to become more gender savvy, please drop us a line at the website youcan'tfixwhatyoucan'tsee.com. We are on the lookout for success stories to share with our listeners so their companies can become gender savvy.